Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. West Cork Beard Company make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great-looking beard. Handmade from all natural ingredients in Clonakilty, West Cork. Check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice, or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie. For gooners everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best Arsenal videos and podcasts. Download the free Gunners app now from the App Store and Google Play. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. Uh, hope you're all well. Welcome back to this uh, special, um, the weekend before the Charity Shield. Well, it's, well it's the, you know what I mean? The Charity Shield's coming up, the, before, the podcast before the Charity Shield. Um, uh, special guest with us this evening, we have Mike from the Gunners pod. We have Graham. And we have Lee judges uh, somewhere. But um, as we all know, it takes a while for Lee to get his hair dry. Um, when we- <laughs> I was just about to say he's getting his hair yeah, cut right now. When we're doing podcasts. So um, he- he'll be he- he'll be along shortly. Uh, Graham, how are you, sir? Can I come in, Craig? You can come in, mate. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, it's a privilege to be on the pod. Gooners v Cancer podcast with Mike. Uh, a real privilege. But... What I want to say to you, mate, is since we did that video on when we were the Championis, when we won the cup three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And I kept trying to get you. Because it's unusual to be on here with just at the moment, just the two of you, because we we were crowded that night with six, and I kept struggling to get in, and I kept saying, can I come in? And uh, (laughs) and the thing about 
And I think it was Lee when it said, is he outside his house or something? Is he outside his house? But that has followed me around now. It followed me around for weeks at work. People just keep saying to me, can I come in, Craig? It's sort of like, it's like a new catchphrase. I think you're going to have to do a T-shirt, mate. But it, no, it's great to be on tonight. And the world. You know do you know what? I reckon that would sell as well. If I if I made a T-shirt, <laughs> can I come in with your face on it? Um, I reckon that would make a few quid, to be honest. Um, make sure his mouth is open, though. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously our special guest this evening, all the way from across the pond in the US of A, Mike from the Gooners Pod. How are you, mate? I'm doing lovely. Thank you so much for having me on, Craig. I've missed you. I'm glad you guys are back up and running and uh, and and... It's it's just a pleasure to be on. You've always been good to us uh, around this time of year when we do uh, do the fundraiser. So I'm thrilled to be uh, to be asked on. Graham, yeah. you let people know that at your work that you do a podcast because I, I would be mortified <laughs> if anybody at my job found out that I did a podcast. <laughs> it's our pleasure to have you on, mate. Um, our pleasure uh, to support this good cause. Uh, as you say, we we love to support it every year, and I think we have done for the last few years, haven't we? Um, uh, so, look, I'm going to hand it over to you um, to let there's there's uh, nearly a hundred of us, nearly a hundred people watching already. Take it away, mate. Tell us what it's all about. All right. Well, I, I have a few things that there's a few different moving parts to this, so we can kind of do a. a you know, a segment about it and then move on to something a, a little bit more interesting, then come back to it. If, you know, if you'd like not to tell you how to run the show or anything like that, I just, I could talk for hours and I don't want to do that. You run it, mate. You run it. Now is your time. Go for it. Gooner, Gooners versus cancer uh, is uh, my brainchild. And, and it started with, unfortunately, my father passing away of leukemia about 10 years ago. Um, he struggled for two and a half, three years. Uh, it was not easy for him. He fought it and ultimately succumbed back in 2010 and, you know, I always wanted to do something in his memory and to try to honor him and do something that would make him proud and uh, had the opportunity to begin that about five years ago with my work. My, the person I work with, his father also passed away of leukemia. So he started a fundraiser that was local here in the, in the Washington, D.C. area. And a couple years later, uh, we started this crazy podcast thing. We met people like you, Craig and, and Graham and and a number of other people. And, and as small as it is, we realized we, we have a little bit of a platform and a gateway to a large amount of people who, generally speaking, are good, giving, loving people. I mean, we all know, we all know Gooners are loving people, unless you go on Twitter. Uh, but in general, uh, you know, Gooners are good people, very charitable. So, uh, but three years ago, we started Gooners versus Cancer, started very informally, collected money, donated it to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Now we are in our third full-on year of raising money directly to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is a very good charity that raises money for helping to find the cure for blood cancers. It supports families who are dealing with it right now. Uh, they were played a huge part in in my dad's comfort and, and support. So uh, that's kind of the, the genesis of the charity. Lastly, we're able to take advantage of Arsenal coming to the U.S., for their summer tour. We had four different cities in 10 days where we could do in-person fundraising. Uh, we had jerseys, uh, kits, tops, uh, whatever you want to call them, from Arsenal retro kits that were signed by Arsenal players, such as Kevin Campbell, such as Alan Smith, um, and a few others. And we're able to raise through that and other ventures about $16,000. Wow. Uh, about maybe, what's that? 
12, 12, 12 and a half thousand pounds. And, um, you know, that blew us away last year. This year, it's a different story, man. I mean, there's so many good causes right now and needing causes for your charitable uh, money. Uh, we recognize that. The NHS, uh, social justice causes, there's a lot of different things that deserve your money if you're going to be charitable. So, uh, you know, we recognize how hard it is. But if, you know, if in the case that uh, that there's people who are looking for another charity to give to or to whom have kind of a special connection to charities that help fight cancer, and everyone has a connection to cancer of some sort. Um, we'd love your support. And uh, the website is goonersversuscancer.com. You can also go to goonersvcancer.com. That also links to it for those of you, you who don't like to put the S in verse versus. <laughs> I know it's a little different, different on one side of the pond than the other. So so that's the background. And, and I can get into, you know, a little later on, I can get into some of the ways that we're raising money because we don't just like asking people for donations. We like leveraging our relationships with players, with the club, with podcasters, with other people to get interesting items that we can then auction off so that when you donate, you're not just giving money just out of the goodness of your heart, but you're also having an opportunity to either do something fun, win something fun, uh, buy something fun in, in exchange for that. And, and, and I'll go into a little bit more about that uh, when we come back to it. But again, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Absolutely no problem, mate. So, what we're what we're doing is this evening. Uh, you know, some people uh, this when we do podcasts are very very kind. They send us super chats into the into the chat and and they donate to the podcast for me and Lee to have a Big Mac um, once a week. So, I'd ask tonight if any of you feel like that you want to send in a donation question or that you want to send a super chat. Don't send your donation straight to the um, link that is at the bottom of the screen that is scrolling at the bottom of your screen now, whether it's going to be a pound, two pound, three pound, four pound, five pound, however much. There is no minimum and there, is, and there are no fees. Uh, no, excellent. Because you're, you, this isn't, a, isn't one where they charge you for you know part of your, your money. Yeah. You can use a credit card. Uh, it goes directly to the charity. If you're in an area where... A, a donation to a, a U.S.-based charity will get you a tax deduction that does qualify and you get an email receipt of that. So I know that may be different and I don't want to give tax advice on a podcast. So, uh, no, but no, Absolutely not. But everyone's watching this podcast. If we all donated a pound, we'd make oh, a massive difference um, to, to the charity. So if we look, as, as, as the head of the podcast, a pound each. If we all, everyone who's listening to this, if you're watching it on replay right now, if you're listening to it on uh, SoundCloud right now, if you're listening to it on Spotify on iTunes, um, I'll make sure that the link is in the description. Um, obviously, everyone can see it coming out. If we all donated a pound, we'd make a massive difference. Absolutely um, to the charity, um, and we'd really make we'd really put a dent in that for Mike. Um, we'll come back to that later on. Good evening to you all in the chat box. Lots of you there. Good evening to you all watching. Some of you on Facebook, some of you on Periscope, some of you, most of you on YouTube. And hello to you if you're listening to us uh, on audio, uh, on a replay. Good evening. Well, you're not on a replay. You're listening to it live because I would have just posted it. So it's live. It's not really a replay. Um, but if you're watching it on YouTube and you didn't watch it at 8 o'clock, then it is a replay. So, yeah. <laughs> hello if you're watching it on a replay. Graham, Lionel Messi's going to sign for Arsenal. No, I'm only joking. Um, oh, look out, look. Here he comes. Nice and... Here he is, look. His hair's dry. 
Sorry about that, but I've been doing me here. You know what I mean? That's so, right. uh, no problem. At least, you, at, least, at least you came anyway. At least you came. That's great. So, until we see you nice after shirt, the challenge, the let's hope for a good result. And until we see you then, till next week, take care of yourselves and each other. Look at him, look. He didn't know whether I was joking or not. Look at him. He, did you see that <laughs> little bit of doubt in his face then? Shit. Oh, oh, I've missed the whole thing. How are you, mate? You good? Yeah, yeah, all good, lot, all good. So I've uh, dashed back from Wembley to be here for you guys. You know what I mean? So, uh, so what uh, a life yeah, you're doing. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, in I was just doing a, um, a preview shows for um, the. Uh, you can't the remember the Shield. name of the channel. <laughs> and a kid in the Shield. Yeah, I don't want to mention the channel now. So it was. Um, uh, <laughs> Oh, right, AFTV, yeah. and uh, so I've been doing that. So uh, you know, uh, but I've got back in time. I said, I said uh, halfway through. Oh, so no, I said, come said, on, speed it up, speed it up. You said eight o'clock. To be honest, what's the time now? It's quarter past. Yeah, well, so you're you're not on time. Anyway, Graham, let's crack oh, well, on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, Graham. Sorry, Big Ben. Sorry, Big Ben. Oh, Graham, there, like, you know, you, 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 you say eight o'clock. <laughs> can I come in? Graham, Graham, can you come in? We're going to get some t-shirts, mate. We must be trying to be a little bit serious now tonight. We've, we've done our drunken, silly, silly just, rubbish. Just had my first card because it's my birthday Friday. Don't forget, Zerga. Well, happy, oh, happy birthday, judges. Happy birthday for Friday. Uh, Graham. Thank you, sir. The season is very, you know, it's only two weeks away, mate. Um, we had a pre-season friendly last night against the MK Dons, which we won quite comfortably. Yeah. Um, of course, we would expect, uh, no disrespect um, to MK Dons, of course, but we would be expecting um, to be winning that quite comfortably. Uh, the young lad... We struggle it, with Wimbledon sometimes, though, don't we? I mean, it's a little, you know... I think... I think, I think oh, call, look, don't ever say that if you ever come to a... <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't ever say that to a Wimbledon fan when you come to England again, Mike. Don't ever I say understand, that. I understand that, yeah. Um, Craig, there were some takeouts from the game last night, I thought. There was. Um, we'll come back. We'll, we'll come to them. Uh, let's talk about uh, now. How, do, how is it pronounced? How is it pronounced? Is it Saliba? Saliba. 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 Let's talk about William Saliba. Um, yeah. Looks pretty good, Graham, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, I think the interesting thing to see is how he played. I thought he played as the right right-sided centre back. I thought he was very composed in possession. I think the highlight of his uh, passing was that uh, fine pass that, that got Cedric Suarez in in the build-up to Nketiah's goal. Mm. I thought he looked physically imposing. I thought he was quick to the ball. Um, uh, and I thought that he had a very decent start. And I think, uh, rightly, uh, we all wanted to see how he would play. Uh, I thought that there were some uh, things I noticed last night, the way Arteta, he, he's sticking with his 3-4-3 at the moment, and that's going to be the big... Uh, thing this season is he going to stake with a three four three? I think all the time he hasn't got the central midfielders he wants. I think he likely is. Uh, so Saliba played on the uh, right side, and I noticed him and the left sided central defenders occupied the wide positions a lot to create angles for the passes in the midfield. I thought it was a very accomplished start, and I was very impressed by what I saw from him last night. And I think it, um, you know, there were other factors I thought from last night's game. I thought. I was, very impressed with Eddie Nketiah, actually, who's sort of like, I thought his hold-up plays improved from what I saw last year. And it's interesting that with 
There's a lot of uncertainty around Lacquer at the moment. Is he going to stay? Are we going to move him on? We're interested to see if Naketia can develop and be that uh, play in that role because obviously he was doing very well up to the end of last season and Arteta went back to Lacazette for the uh, semi-final against uh, Man City in the final and he was absolutely outstanding, Lacazette, in those two games, his work rate for the team. Uh, I thought Naketia did well last night. Uh, I thought some of the academy players impressed. Uh, Smith Rowe and Nilsson looked good when they came on. Uh, I thought that Willock played well in that right wing-back role. I was very impressed with uh, Bowler and Cottrell. I thought they were okay. Um, and I, th- I think uh, I think he sees a role this season for Emil Smith Rowe, Craig, uh, um, because he's turned well, down. I hope he does because there was there was t- talks he's going out on loan. Yeah, he's t- he doesn't seem to want to loan him out, does he? So I don't know yet what sort of role he sees for him. Whether he sees a role where he's going to be in the cups or in the Europa. But I think there were shades I saw last night in the way he sort of gets away from his marker, the way he drops his shoulder, the way he sort of like um, he's got that little turn of speed uh, that takes him away from a player. And I think uh, Arteta's renowned for developing players, isn't he? Uh, and uh, I think even I remember Reese Nelson saying that when he, he thinks Arteta can develop him into a really top player. And I think uh, that's one of the things that Arteta, they talked about the way he developed Raheem Sterling at Man City when he went in there. Uh, and I think um, he's got very good one-on-one relationships with players and he, he's very good at developing players. He sort of seems to understand them uh, and they seem to trust him. And uh, I think he sees potential in Smith Rowe. Uh, but I do think until we get, you know, I'm having a bit of debate with a friend of mine at the moment what the role's going to be for Saka this season because uh, Saka, I think, is somebody who uh, can play in a hybrid role. He can play out wide, he can come central. He's got a lot in his locker. Uh, and I just wonder whether he's going to move Saka. He obviously wants to retain Sabias and have him as that like that deep line conductor uh, from deep. But he, I think that if he switches to a three four three, sorry, if he switches to a four two three one, or he's looking to change up from the three four three, I think Saka will be in his thoughts. Um, but overall, last night I thought there were positives. I think he wanted last night. He was looking at the players. He was look. He said, he, "I want to see if they're hungry again." He's not resting on his laurels, Mikel Harteta. He wants to see a reaction from the players pre-season. So that wasn't just a, a, a workout. And I think he, he, we took a lot out of that. Obviously, Liverpool is going to be a tough game on the weekend. Community Shield, they are top side. But I, I think he's he wants a reaction from the players. And I thought he had encouraging signs last night, Greg. Mm, absolutely. Lee, I wanted to talk to you about Arteta. And something I was thinking about over the last few days... Um, is there a little bit of Arsene Wenger about Arteta? And I'll tell you why I asked that question. Remember when Arsene Wenger first came and there was this big culture at the club, the, the boys used to go out on the drink and curries after football and, you know, and Arsene Wenger came in and he stopped all that and they were only allowed to drink this and they were only allowed to eat this and this, that and the other. Obviously, not as strict when Arteta has come in, but is Arteta changing again the culture of the club after the last few years we've seen quite a lazy culture at Arsenal a few players there are sure look I'll just stay here now I'm quite happy for my 150 grand a week is Mikel Arteta now the man that's come in and said right okay yeah all right you're getting paid 150 grand a week but if you're no good then you're not playing is he is 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 Mikel Arteta going to come in now and completely revolutionize Arsenal again well yeah I think that he is I think that if you look at our two successful managers before that in Arsene Wenger and George Graham, they've done exactly that. 
you know, there was um, uh, a culture in the early eight, uh, 80s, um, mid 80s of, you know, uh, overpaid players, um, good players, by the way, or, uh, but not quite performing as they should. Um, and, and not getting the best out of them in the Terry Neal sort of era. There were some very, very good players at Arsenal then. Um, and then George Graham come along and changed that all completely and, and a different culture came in. And I, I see a resemblance with that, with the young players as well that he had at his disposal, which he's bringing in now. And of course, when Arsene Wenger came in, he changed it again. And I think that with, with Arsene Wenger and a lot of the players, I think Tony Adams come to say this as well, that they were ready for change. They were ready to 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 uh, go down the route that Arsene Wenger was going to go down. Now, I think that these players are in the same sort of situation where um, I think they've they've underperformed. You know, this 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 not beat around the bush. We shouldn't be eighth in the league with the players that we've got. So there has been a lot of underachieving players in there, and I think that that's going to be stopped by by um, Arteta. I think that he's already seen that. I think that um, I, I do go back to the George Graham era with, with certain players. When you look at people like Meza Ozil, Charlie Nicholas, same sort of player, big, big fav- favourites with the with the fans, um, but wasn't really into the way that the the, the manager foresee them going, and were were um, were dumped. It's as mm. simple as that, you know. And um, whether you like it or not, for the better of the club, and. The proof was in the pudding because Arsenal become successful. So, and I think that under Arsene Wenger, he done it a little bit himself. He had a little look at things for, for a year, and then he made changes. He made big changes, bringing in over Miles Petit, letting people like again fans' favourites like Paul Merson go. So, um, I, I do see a lot of similarities, and I, I honestly think that what I think is good about it is that Mikel Arteta, I think, has had a little look at um, what happened with Emery as well. And thought to himself, well, I ain't going down that route. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be successful. And if I'm going to be successful here, I'm, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to make my my stance on what's going to be done. And I think at the, um, at the yeah, I've just seen that, uh, you know, Charlie Nicholas, by the way, dumped by a sky today. So he's been all. Matt, Matt Letizia, um and the yeah. other, the other yeah. lad. Phil Thompson, Phil Thompson. Phil Thompson, Phil Thompson, Phil Thompson so, yeah, so this he loves himself some Charlie Nicholas, we know that, yeah. So, I do love a bit of Charlie Nicholas, but and I just think that that, that is really Mikel Arteta said, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be um doing it my way. And if you want to, and I think it's, it's a great, I think it's a great thing when um, it was used when I was a playing as well, you know, if you want to be on the bus, get on the ride, um. And, and see where that bus takes you, or you get off. And like the, the, the thing is, when when a new manager comes in, you all jump on that bus together, and there are going to be people that get off at this certain certain points of of the journey. And I think that this is what Mikel Arteta has done. Now, unfortunately, um, for for players like Mesut Ozil, they haven't got to the first bus stop. You know what I mean? And they've been dumped. So, um, and 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 I think, and, and also Craig, which is a big big point. I think there is going to be casualties that we're not going to agree with. Yes. Whether it be Maitland-Niles or, yeah, or certain yeah. other players, we, we're going to have to um, bite the bullet and, and take that. 
And I think that happened, certainly happened with Arsene Wenger because I can tell you that now. I wasn't, I don't know about what, what, what Graham and, and Mike feel, but when, when Paul Merson was dumped, I wasn't very happy about it because I thought that that season under Arsene Wenger in his first season... Don't worry about superb. how I felt about it. Yeah, don't worry about how I felt. Just, just my... Yeah, oh, yourself. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah just, carry on, carry on. Carry on. I just, I, 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 do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be really honest with you here, Craig. I'm looking at them as older generation and you younger. See, so you oh, know, right. um, <laughs> so uh, you know, like take it as a compliment, my son. Take it as a compliment. I'm not going to turn 53 on Friday. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right, Mike. You know, haven't said nothing, yeah. and it's been disrespect already. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you in a long time. We got a lot of guys. I was unhappy when Charlie when Charlie George was dumped. So that puts me in the yeah. old fogey old fogey category, isn't it? Yeah. I don't Do remember think- that one, Graham. But I, so, <laughs> but these are things that are going to have to happen. These are things that are going to have to happen. I think for us to move on, you know, I, look, I just want to quickly go into it. The, the Liverpool fans, I spoke to a few of them today. Did that? Did they really want to see Coutinho go? No, they didn't. But was it for the better for the club? Look at them now. Yes, it you was. Know? Yeah, so I, I, I think that we're going to have to maybe take a few hits as well on players that we like. That's how I see it. Absolutely. We can't, Mike, complain, when, that, when, we can't when, complain that we never sell players and then complain when we sell players that we want that actually have value. Uh, well, look, we're Arsenal fans. We'll just complain for the fun of it. Um, Mike, Mikel Arteta, when he first came to the club, everyone was saying the same thing. Um, everyone... Everyone fell. Everyone fell for him after his first press conference. Uh, yeah. We all said it. We all said it after the first press conference. Oh, everyone was. He gets it. He gets it. Not that you know. Forget that he played for us. Forget that he. You know. He probably knows the club inside out. But the things he was saying about what he wanted to do um, when he was here. What you know over the pond. American Arsenal fans, you must be talking to your, talking to your buddies. What, what's what's the general feeling on Mikhail Arteta um, in, in America? Extremely positive. Um, very. I mean, just I'd say there's virtually no disagreement. And uh, you know, as there was, I mean, Arsenal in America was a split fifty fifty on Arsene Wenger during that whole time period, as as any other place in the world was. was. I don't think you see much of a split when it comes to Arteta. Arteta's press conference was amazing, but it meant nothing until he actually started backing up what he did, yes. what he was saying. And he has, so far, in my opinion, done that. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, it takes time. It's been very little time. As long, he's been with the club for as, as coach for eight months, and three of those were lost uh, to COVID. So, you know, but, but every single thing that we've seen trend-wise – personality-wise, buy-in from the players, it just seems to point towards this is a project that is actually in process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know, go, kind of taking a step back to what Graham and, and Lee were talking about, I don't know that that the buy-in from the players is as significant as it if we don't have Unai Emery and the, and the, and the, the diabolical failure uh, to get the players behind him uh, for the year and a half or so that he was here. I, I just don't know that that happens if you're the person after Arsene Wenger. It, it's just a logical thing. You didn't get that at United after Alex Ferguson left. You don't get that uh, generally after a legendary coach and, and father figure to the club leaves. And so, you know, I, I, I'm glad that Arteta wasn't hired right out of the gate because he would have had pressure and there would have been this hangover situation. Arteta was unfortunately... The hangover cure, and by the time 
he was gone and Arteta came back in like a, a with a head full of steam and the right things coming out of his mouth, the players were in a position to say, we need this leadership. We need this structure. We believe this guy has Arsenal in his blood and we'll listen to what he says. And and uh, so I think the timing was perfect in, in how it ended up happening. And as for whether he is uh, doing things in a, in a Wenger-esque style, absolutely he is, but in the good ways that we need him to. Uh, the two things that that caused Wenger to kind of get stale towards the end, in my opinion, was the amount of control he was given over every decision, which was largely due to the fact that there was a battle over ownership. There was no whole, you know, complete owner, and he was essentially the one stability in the team from the late 2000s into 2018. And why not just give him the reins and let him do what he's going to do? But the problem is the game kind of got past him, in my opinion, and he still had that amount of power and everything started going down. Uh, that isn't going to be the case with Arteta, although they've consolidated a li little bit more power under him with Raul leaving. Um, he doesn't have the final decision-making on everything. He isn't the club, like Arsene Wenger was the club in the absence of other leadership. Um, the, and, and the game hasn't passed Arteta by. He's learned from the best. Mm -hmm. Arteta has learned from first Wenger, then Pep. Um, he's got he's young. He's got he's got new ideas. He's got motivation, and he's molding the team into his own style. and And the elements of that that start to remind you of Arsene Wenger remind you of Arsene Wenger in a positive way. As far as I'm absolutely, concerned. absolutely. That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. Graham, I'll come to you on that. Mike, Graham, I'll come to you there. Mike raises a really good point there about um, mm -hmm. Arteta being in this era of football, like. When Arsene Wenger came, he, he, there is no doubt in my mind that when he first came to Arsenal, he he didn't just revolutionise Arsenal, he revolutionised football in England. Um, everyone started to copy him. Everyone started to copy his ways. He knocked Manchester United off the perch. You know, he came from Japan. We were all saying, who's this bloke? Oh, my God. You know, we've turned down Johan Cruyff, I think. Was, was it Johan Cruyff we were linked with before yeah. him? Um, he comes in, completely revolutionises football in the UK, completely revolutionises Arsenal Football Club. But then, as he starts to, as football starts to come up behind him, he kind of lost his way a bit, didn't he? And he, and he, and he was too stubborn um, to change his ways. And, and, and yeah. other, managers, other managers were getting to grips with the modern way of football. Now we've got a manager that knows the the modern way of football and he's bringing it in with him. Yes, that's a good point. And I think just to add something to what Mike said, I think football evolved, but Wenger yes. didn't evolve with the way the game was evolving. I think that's worth um, saying. Uh, I think uh, what Arteta brings to the fact is that he's obviously a very bright, intelligent young coach. Uh, and... I think football is changing now. It's um, it's not. Uh, if you think back to what Wenger, the, the football in Wenger's era, it was um, all about uh, possession based. It was all technical skill. Uh, and I think what we've seen in the last few years is as uh, other clubs have got more money through more money coming into the game, is what you need in football now is pace, power, and uh, athleticism. Uh, and I think they are key things because. Um, you know, if you can have technical players, with, uh, and Meza Ozil is a case in point, but if you can't run, if you can't do um, the off-the-ball work, um, 
in modern football you struggle because I, t- football now for me uh, is is more than ever played in transition uh, and it's all about sort of like what you do off the ball to get the ball back I mean, even the top teams who have got skill do work incredibly hard to get the ball back uh, and I think that Arteta recognised that when he came in. Uh, he talked about there wasn't energy in the club, there wasn't energy on the pitch. So he talked about these non-negotiables that he had to deal. He talked about wanting to build a culture, laying a foundation, when every player buying into the same direction, every player wanting to work hard for the team. And that's the uh, ethic that he's brought to the club, and that's what he's, uh, you're seeing on the pitch. Uh, and uh, I think football's changed now from uh, what we talked about uh, when Wenger and Ferguson were at their peak. Uh, and I think this is the way football is now. It's all about hard work off the ball. Uh, and this is why I think the Williams signing is typical of what he wants. I know we say that, you know, a three-year deal for a guy at 32 uh, is uh, probably uh, not probably what we want to see. Uh, because, But we have got a lot of young players. And, but, um, you know, it's well known that William wanted to stay at Chelsea, possibly, but he wanted a, a three-year deal. They're only willing to give him a two. Uh, and that's why, you know, in effect, Arsenal were willing to give him a three. But he, uh, the thing I like about what Arteta said to him, and uh, I, I, Mike, uh, Mike might know that this gentleman, I'm a big fan of this this guy, Mike McDonald, who does sort of Gunnerstown yep. stuff. He's, he's a superb writer. Uh, and uh, I follow him quite a lot on Twitter. And he talked about Arteta's three-year plan. And, and it was interesting that um, William talked about that, didn't he, when he signed for Arsenal. Players are attracted to Arsenal now because of Arteta. And I always thought that the problem we had with Emery was I was worried that we wouldn't attract the right sort of players. And it's funny that this Gabriel was another signing who's, who basically was being courted by Man United. Uh, and all of a sudden he's attracted to what asked the project, what Mikel Arteta's selling to him. So obviously Mikel Arteta is not only a bright young coach, but he's got pulling power already uh, from what he's achieved in the game already. And, and it's interesting, he had that conversation with William around the three-year deal, Craig. Mm. Uh, and I think we are looking at the Arteta plan. We uh, really is uh, looking at this plan of a three-year deal. I think the first year is to try and compete to get back into the top four. The second year is sort of like to challenge for the Premier League and to get established in the Champions League. And the third year is to be good enough to possibly try and win the Premier League or the Champions League. I think it might sound ambitious, uh, but I think you've got to have those goals. And I think Arteta... He's looking at these players. He wants them to be hungry. He wants to set them targets. And the good thing is we've already uh, know as well what he brings to the table now is communication. We talked mm-hmm. about this in the last pod. Not just communicating uh, on the sideline with players in different languages. He communicates with players individually. And, and uh, he's a tremendous communicator. You see it in his press conferences. Uh, and we talked about the way he won us over in that first press conference. But I think the change he's brought is he recognises, and I will make this point, I think he recognises, and this is a failing we've had at Arsenal for years. We had it in the, failed to have it in the end of the Arsenal. We didn't have it at the end of the Arsenal when Wenger rang. Is the players love being on the ball, but they didn't like being off the ball. And what he says, this is a non-negotiable. When you haven't got possession, you've got to win the ball back. And this is what he's expecting from every player. He doesn't care about your technical ability. Well, he does, obviously. But what I'm saying is he cares more about what you do when you're off the ball. And it's all about working for the team, Craig. And I think that's what you brought to Arsenal Football Club very quickly. Absolutely. Mike, before we come to Lee, um, you've just put something in the chat there now. So we're going to come back to you. And I want you to tell the boys and the girls um, who watch us. Uh, so I'm just going to bring this up here now. Any of you out there 
that are budding FIFA players. Here we are. Um, yeah. Go for it, Mike. Take it we, away. We, like I was saying, we we uh, we want to raise as much money as we can, but we don't want it to just be dry. And you know, we we've got some connections and we've got some ideas, and we want people to have fun and get something out of their donation. So we have set up. The first annual Gooners versus podcast or Gooners versus podcast. Um, <laughs> sometimes I feel like that when we're doing yeah, our podcast, but, um, the first annual Gooners versus cancer uh, FIFA charity tournament. It's a champions league format. We've got one for the PS4, which the post that has the link for that um, one for the Xbox. So whatever platform you play on, there's a tournament for you and the registrations are open today and tomorrow and early on Friday, they close midday on Friday. So uh, it's important to get your entry in soon. You'll be donating $20 to the charity, which should work out to maybe 15 quid uh, over there. Um, again, you can use your credit card. Once you do that and register for the tournament, you're in. It's going to be Champions League format with a group stage. So you'll get six games guaranteed and then a knockout stage. Uh, all the way to the final. And uh, there's prizes in it for everybody. If you win the whole thing, you'll get a copy of 2021 FIFA Ultimate Edition. And if you already have that, we'll just give you the cash equivalent. Uh, second place, we'll get, uh, I, I, I believe, your entry fee back. Everybody that enters is entered in a raffle uh, from which will be picked a, a first-team signed jersey by Arsenal that Arsenal has donated to us. Nice. Um, so, you know, there's a, whether you don't score a goal and, and you, that's worth a 15 quid entry on its own. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, an entry into a, uh, into a raffle for it at the end of September, we'll be picking a winner. Um, and, uh, you know, so you have an opportunity to win something that you can put up on your wall, like, like Lee has behind him. We, uh, will also be Lee, uh, we'll be auctioning off Lee's dartboard. He doesn't know this. Please, <laughs> <laughs> dartboard, and um, it's just you know again, it's a it's a good way to have fun. So if you're, I mean, there's really no reason not to compete against. Uh, we're we're trying to get other podcasters to do it. We're trying to get uh, you know anybody involved in the team and anyone that's that that's watching that that fancies. I'd love, I'd love to enter that, but I just embarrass myself so bad. I'm so bad at FIFA. It's unbelievable. Well, let's put it this way: If you have the game and you're and you're planning on donating twenty dollars worth anyway, you might as well do it. I might as well do it. I might as well do it. And then you're in for the kit. Then you're in for the kit. So then I'm in for the kit. So yeah, play the 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 tournament will take place. It's meant to start the day after the the charity shield, um, and finish if not before. It'll finish the day before our first game of the season. And I, and I, I take it your son is organizing all this, Mike. Is he? I'm organizing it. He's playing, but he's, right, not, okay. he's he's playing on behalf of our mate Joey Murphy in Denver, who uh, who who will be the winner if Jake wins, because we're not we're, we don't believe in nepotism here at the uh, Gooners <laughs> versus Cancer. So my son will play, but he cannot win. Hola, here we are. Is this something we could auction off? Perhaps one second there now. Um, no, no, no. Get that off there now. No, no. Thank all, oh, but no. Sorry, not get that off. Thank you very much for that kind comment, but that's not the one that I wanted to put up. <laughs> The Harry Thomas. Um, uh, thank you very much for that kind comment. Here, look, is this something we can sort out? Well, Lee actually did help us last year with with our auction. Um, <laughs> look know, at this, Lee. So, someone wants uh, a Lee judges signed. Oh, look at that. I, Isn't that a little redundant? I mean, a mug signed <laughs> mug. He's playing golf now. What about around the judge? 
you well, know, around, around, with, the judge, the judge. Yeah, around so, with the judge. Yeah, so. Last year, Judge, do, do you remember? Yeah, what what you was saying? Lee was I such did a some like player. things that I had to do. Um, I had to do all like um, names of all difficult players, and um, I had you know, we, we, denied, we, had, so, yeah. we had two things that were bid on uh, in, our, in our auction. The, the first one is he had to pronounce. We, we, I gave him eleven worldwide footballers, and he had to pronounce them on the podcast. Um, <laughs> How did he get right? Oh, I um, mean, and, and I made. I, I, ended <laughs> making, I ended up making some players up, like you know, like Haywood, like like I, I. You can go back and watch it if you look. If I'll, I'll I'll send you guys the link because it's actually really really funny to watch. And then the has second he, has, one, he got, has he got up a Mancano right now? Um, never. Uh, he's not. Getting, <laughs> I, I think they even got a Bamiang right. You know, what I mean? yeah, you, you finally started saying a Bamiang. <laughs> the second one is we had we had him read various passages from the Fifty Shades of Grey generator online. So if you want to hear Lee Judges whispering sexy passages to you over a podcast, and who doesn't want that? Um, you know, maybe, maybe we'll do that again this year. People die for that, Mike. When I you know, so. We'll do something, we'll do something, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try and find something that we can uh, donate. And uh, We've, got, uh, and that, we've know, actually so. got a donation question in here, obviously. Um, this is from Arsene Wenger, because he's a, he obviously watches the podcast every week. Uh, when was the last time you sang my name? Um, uh, the last time I sang your name was probably... After an FA Cup. Maybe yeah, so, FA maybe. And I, I'd had a few beers at that, so... <laughs> Quickly, yeah. one. Thanks, Thanks for that, Arsenal, anyway. The last game. You know, the last game against uh, Burnley when that was last game. Were you singing his name then? Um, he didn't even stay till the I end. I don't think I did. No. Nah. No, I, I did. Mike, I did. I was there's a question the, there, um, Mike. Um, where's what, what FIFA and where's the link? Is it right. FIFA, 20, FIFA 20, obviously? It's FIFA 20. It is. Um, it is both for the PS4 and the yeah, Xbox. Xbox. I'm going to type the link into the uh, the chat. Okay, lovely stuff. And um, and I do want to thank, just because I just checked out the, the page and we've already got a, a donation from Tanner, a.k.a. the Bearded Gooner, who uh, I know is your is one of your USA affiliates. That's right. Uh, congratulations on he's, that. You're he's the, the host. You're I'd say you're into our territory, but uh, we've never had any territory. <laughs> we have more people in the UK that watch that that, that tune in than uh, the US. I think that's just human nature. But uh, now Tanner is uh, great people. Thank you for your donation, um, and uh, you know, let's keep it going. Big up Tanner. And while we're on that subject, I believe the pilot show is coming very soon um, for the same old Arsenal USA. Um, Tanner, to be fair, has work, been working very hard the last couple of weeks getting all these graphics ready. Um, and all that for the Twitter, and he's getting his green screen stuff uh, sorted out, and he's getting his crew together. So look out for that. Um, that first show will be coming very, very shortly. You can follow them on Twitter at the same old AFC USA. Very clever, eh? Judges, um, let's get back to the Arsenal quickly for the last 15 minutes, and we're going to put a little banner up here. We're going to get some questions in the chat. Um, we're going to press that button like that. Um, and we'll get some questions in the chat and we'll fire through them there for the last 15 minutes. Um, 1st of September is the uh, pilot show for the same old Arsenal USA. Lee, Abamyang and Gabriel, what is going on? Every time I check something about Abamyang, it's going to be at the end of the week. Every time I check something about Gabriel, his medical's been done. They didn't say what week. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
this Gabriel scenario is starting to remind me of M. Villa um, <laughs> when it, when he was supposed to be signing for the Arsenal. I'm getting a little bit. I am getting a little bit twitchy about Abamyang, um, and now especially what? after Mister Messi's oh. gone once out of Barcelona, it's leaving a bit of a hole over there, and I'm getting a bit worried. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, it's the same old Arsenal, isn't it? Div- Divering, you know. Um, look at Chelsea today. Great name for a podcast, um, Brilliant, brilliant. Whoever thought of that, you know, needs a pat oh, on the mate. back. Right, genius, you know? mate. Genius. <laughs> no, genius. Genius. So, um, but what I'm saying is that um, um, with, 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 with Chelsea, Chilwell, bang. You know what I mean? Like, there was a link yeah. with him and then yeah, there done. he is today holding the shirt. Now, my mate Ken has... Um, I sent a message to me today showing me a picture of um, Gabriel on his Instagram saying, showing him with the shirt. So, uh, saying that um, he's, he's fed up with Arsenal waiting waiting for do it. So, he's done it himself. Now, I don't know if that is a genuine no, picture or not. Absolute, I don't know if any of you guys no, have seen ab- it. Absolute photo. So, shop, uh, sorry. He had so shirt on, you know, so. Massive Photoshop. Huh? Photoshop. It, it, completely so completely fake. fake. Okay. Right, so you know uh, what, what is the hold-up? You know, you know, it's got to be so, uh, got to be done. I know that he's he's having a medical. I've, I've seen him. Go, there was a picture of him going into the um, uh, London Coney uh, training facility. So uh, uh, you know, it should be done by now. But I've heard with the Bamian one, which is very interesting from from a very good source, is that he's actually saying that you know he's prepared to sign. He's waiting for, but he wants to see what Arsenal are going to do with the um, signings first before. Um, before committing, and I think that's fair enough. I, I, yeah, I don't see man. anything silly about that, like, you know. So, is it, uh, is it time but, we start you know, criticizing Gabriel for not getting the deal done? <laughs> no, like you know, I think that. Uh, I think Asian troops, come on, you know, troops! Yeah, troops have said to me, that, you know, they they was talking about it, you know, going to a game next season and all that. Like, if you ain't talking about that, you wouldn't be here. But, but don't forget, don't forget. He's still got a year of his contract left, so in in theory, he could be here next season without signing that contract. So, yeah. um, uh, so I'm not really reading too much into that. I think that at the end of it, Arsenal have got to put their money where their mouth is. There is real positive talk about certain players coming to the club, um, and if they do, if those players are mentioned do come to the club, then it's going to be a really, really good good place to be and an exciting place to be. You've got Gabriel and Saliba. Two very very young uh, player central defenders that, that have got all the potential to be top class. You've got uh, good young fullbacks coming through in um, particularly at Tierney, and there's there's talk that Bellerin might be sold and Max Aaron's being bought in. So all of a sudden you've got a very very young back four with lots of time on its side. Judge, judge, do you think they have to, Judge, do you think they've got to sell some players first to raise some funds before they oh, can buy? Massively, well, no, massively. Yeah, they've got to sell some players as well. Of course. Yeah, no. Of course. Do you think they're um, going to sell the players first? That's the point. Well, that no, makes I don't think absolutely that, I don't think that, no sense. I think what they've got to do is get the players on board first, and if it means the owner putting his ma- money in for a few weeks and then taking it back when those players are sold, then then why not do it like that? You know. So um, I think that the. the, the it's very, very. I think sometimes you know, there's a lot, a lot of negotiating going on. It's, it's. Um, we're in a little bit of a different. Um, 
we are in a little bit of a different boat to say like Chelsea that if um, Leicester can quote fifty million, that they're going to they're going to go and get. It. But don't forget with uh, Chelsea that they have not had a uh, um, been able to spend the money and they've still got the Hazard money in the bank. So it's a little bit easier for them to splash the cash and perhaps it, it is us. I don't know. But listen, I, I, I'm I'm going to stay very very positive that. Mikel Arteta turned around and said that the ball are going to back him and he's not no reason to lie to that. And I, everybody says, oh, let's trust in Arteta. Let's, so I'm going to believe what he says. And if he says that the, the owners are going to back him, then that's good enough for me. And I feel that it will be a very, very um, rewarding transfer window. If it's not, then we it's the simple, lads. We're going to be where we were yeah, this we're season, used to it. last season, yeah. the season before. And get one and get the, used then to the plans, it. Then I, I the plans start that. playing. Yeah, <laughs> we move on. What do you think is going to happen with the goalkeeping situation? With Leno and Martinez. Oh, yeah, I'll, come yeah. in. I'll, I'll come in there. Goalkeepers union and all that. Martinez cannot be dropped. No, he can't be dropped. But but what we've got here is a situation that we're talking about. How can we keep two elite goalkeepers? Two, two goalkeepers that at least one of them, and I, you know, let's not mention names, but one of them is going to be at least worth thirty million pound. Now, can Arsenal afford to have a thirty million pound player just playing cup games? So I think the decision might have to be made there, and maybe say bring in. I'm not saying do this, but maybe sell one of them and bring in a more experienced goalkeeper for a free transfer. Something there like that. I, I think See, we've got Matt Macy, have we? Matt Macy could step up. Matt Macy, he could step in as a deputy. Exactly. So I, I, I think we Arsenal are sitting on themselves on thirty million there. You know, so it's going to be very interesting how they do that. But don't ask me to say which one there. I think Martinez is quite clearly what Craig has said there does not deserve to be dropped from this football team. And if he is dropped from this football team, that tells me a lot about things. Is it that you know when they turn around and say, well, you 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 know, like you're owning the shirt, you know, back in my day, you, that, that's how it was. So I, I feel that Martinez deserves to be in the team at the moment on merit and that's nothing against Leno. And i tell you what, Martinez is worth £30 million of anyone's money. Yeah. Like, oh, he's been absolutely anyone, outstanding. Talk, right? Everyone's talking this about Leno being worth £30 million. Yeah, everyone's talking about Leno being worth £30 million. Martinez is worth £30 million of anyone's money and I stand by that. Keys has been a revelation in in He's been, he's gone above and beyond all my expectations. I think he's been absolutely outstanding. And for the from, I'm going to be honest now. If we go on the best goalkeeper from lockdown to the end of the season, he was the best in the league. By oh, a country mile, a country mile, Un- unbelievable mile. with the unbelievable with the ball at his feet. You know, think about the difference when the ball would go back to our to our goalkeeper between Petrček and him. <laughs> Leno's not bad, but I mean, Emmy's like a like an eleventh attacker almost with the ball. And, and, and he's uh, he's 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 command his commanding is unbelievable. The way like in the cup final there when he plucked that ball out when he went down and got injured. When I don't think he was really that badly injured, but I think he went down and wasted a few seconds. That was it was a. It was a game-winning... People talk about players scoring goals and stuff, but to have the confidence to come out and actually jump as high as he did and take that ball as high as he did, it was some catch. And it was a you know it was a game-winning catch. 
at the end of the yeah, the end of the Liverpool notice, game. Yeah, do you notice and that save at the end of the Liverpool game as well? Yeah, brilliant one to bring up. What a save! People are trying to tell me I was going wide. He did, he he didn't know that it wasn't going you know, wide. It weren't going wide. It was going in. Graham, let's bring these questions in and we'll fire these off. Uh, Graham, what you, Lee? Lee, thanks for your question, mate. Um, a long-time viewer of the show. Thank you very much. Hope you're all well up there in Dublin. Lee, what do you, Graham? What do you make of the rumours of Dennis Bergkamp coming in as a coach to Arsenal? Well, obviously, I heard the rumours. I think it'd be great if it happened. Uh, obviously, I don't know where, where it sits with the flying because uh, obviously he doesn't want to fly, does he? But um, you know, I, I don't know if it's true or not. But I think it'd be fantastic if Dennis Bergkamp came in. He's an absolute legend of the club. Uh, and he would galvanise a club. The things that he could pass on to to players, uh, it would you know th that would be unbelievable for the players of the club. But uh, I just hope it's true. I'd love to see Burkham, and I want the greats, the legends of the club, back at the club. Absolutely, Lee. What about you, yeah. mate? Dennis, the thought of Dennis Burkham being back at Arsenal. Hundred percent. The only thing that's a little bit of a worry about is obviously he won't be out to fly. But um, do they do they have to worry about that if he's doing the business on the coaching field at London County? I think that totally agree with what uh, Graham said. I think that we need to bring in these legend sort of players uh, and um, and keep them involved in the club. And Dennis Burkamp would be uh, fa a fantastic addition. I think also. What's good about Dennis Burkamp is that he, I don't think he's got ambitions to be a uh, head coach. I think he wants to just be a coach. So I think it's a perfect fit. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, we'll bring this one in. This comes in from the Harry Thomas. Thank you very much for your kind donation, Harry. That's two portions large fries, Lee. Lovely. Um, lovely. Does lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Does Magic. Gabriel Magic. and Saliba start together in a back four? Well, admittedly, you're 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 not asking the most tactically sound person in the world, but I mean, I don't think that we bought the two of them to uh, regularly ride the bench uh, and and you know be an injury substitution. So I think ultimately, I think it's it's almost a it's almost a guarantee that at some point in September, people are going to start to uh, to complain. Well, I'm blown away, but <laughs> I'm distracted now. <laughs> um, but uh, in any case. Uh, People are going to start complaining when they see David Luiz on the screen, um, on the screen, on the pitch. On the way. So, yeah, get, so you're get right, professional, right? will you lie? Yeah, 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 professional. All it took was one picture to throw me completely off my game. But uh, <laughs> you know, da, da, you will see David Luiz on 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 the weekend. You'll see him probably a lot in our first four or five games, um, and that's not a bad thing. Uh, but ultimately, if those two are healthy. Is there a reason why, with their left-footed versus right-footedness, that we wouldn't see them in the middle of a, of a four? Yeah, I think I think I think what we've got to do though is uh, collectively. I know uh, as a fan base, everyone's talking. You know, if Gabriel I mean, he hasn't even signed yet, um, and we're talking about him playing, but we must remember that these two boys have never played Premier League football before. They've never played together before. Um, I think a lot of people, Graham. I'll come to you on this one. I think a lot of people are starting to hype these boys up too much before they've even kicked a ball for the Arsenal. But and Arteta will protect them. Run. Arteta will protect yeah. them against that. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I think Mike's right. I, I, the trouble is we've been struggling for decent centre backs. Uh, our best centre backs at the moment are centre backs who are not playing. So um, the fact that, that that they haven't really uh, played yet, uh, Gabriel and Saliba, would make them already uh, probably people with 
thinking that they are our best centre-back combination. But I think what you have to understand is Saliba is still very young. Uh, he's only about 18, yeah. is he? Uh, yeah, and, uh, 19, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think Mikel Arteta will ease him in. And I think uh, I think it is definitely the future Arsenal centre-back combination if Gabriel signs, and it will be probably before the end of the season. Uh, I think uh, Louise is in the final year of his deal, he's got a one-year deal. Uh, but I think Louise will be pivotal in bringing these two boys on because uh, I know William was talking about it and uh, I think the club recognised Louise's leadership qualities in the way he sort of like encourages and develops young players and he'll be pivotal in getting these boys and understanding what the Premier League's all about. So I see Louise playing a role probably alongside the more experienced one to start with. I, I, I see it ultimately, though, becoming the Arsenal centre-back combination in time. It won't be, I think, in a four at the moment. I think Arteta will stick with the uh, five at the back. We've still got, I mean, it's just coming there from Curtis. Thanks, Curtis. Uh, we've still got uh, Pablo Mari. Um, yeah, he's got not to be forgotten. You know, great point. Um, I think it's, it's a Cedric can play... Cedric can play centre half as well, I believe. Um, yeah, so there's a question that comes in from Colorado Guna. Um, Lee, with, with Ainsley Mainly Niles and and Klosniak potentially leaving, are we worried about left back depth? No, because Sacco can play there. That's what I was thinking. Um, but I think the question more is that, you know, is two enough? You know, is Saka. If, if Tierney's injured and Saka's playing somewhere else on the pitch, we have to take Saka away from that position to play him left back? Well, that's where Maitland-Niles becomes very, I think, is an important part because he's, he's um, he can play in sort of multiple positions, you know. So that's where his versatility comes in. But, you know, uh, uh, that, that's, that's how I, I, I see it. The, um, the other thing with Mikko Arteta is he's, um, it's all about the system, the structure, and he gets players playing in um, positions where he develops them so they become like hybrid footballers. They, they are multifunctional. They can play in different systems. They can play. In, uh, so I, mm. I suspect he's got he's got that base covered. There must be somebody who he's... I don't think he would allow that to happen. To us you've, to also got, you've also got Granit Xhaka, who's played at left-back a few times yeah. in his career. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Good, good call, Mike. You've done all right when he played good down. Call. So you know, This like, one... Well Comes in from Guna Glenn. Do you think we'll sign Thomas Partey? No. no. Anyone else? No, no and I'm gonna no. and I'm gonna absolutely love all of the ITKs on Twitter who have said that deal is done. Um, just eating their words when we don't sign. Look, I, I'd rather assign them than me laugh at ITKs. Yeah, absolutely. Let, let me put it. Let, let me just make that clear. But uh, there's something there's something going on there because. If he's as good as people say he is, even though at the end of his four or five years, he most likely won't have a tremendous amount of resale value. Forget that for a second. If he's as good as people are saying he is, 45 million pounds is nothing. Why are we the only club that's linked with him and we're supposedly waiting around? We're supposedly, you know, we're, we've told him we're going we're gonna, to uh, re- do the release clause. We've already agreed to personal good. terms, which is bullshit. I'm um, Forty-five you know, million pounds is peanuts for a footballer nowadays. And 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 to yeah. to double back on something that Graham said, the the concept of we have to sell players to raise money prior to being able to release a clause is absolute bullshit. Yeah. Uh, it, it it it's bollocks, in fact. Um, Absolutely. And and, and yeah. it's shite. 
It's all of those things. And um, the other thing. Sorry if you're watching this with your families after. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's it's Tosh. Can I come in, Craig? Um, you can. Ring the bell. Ring the bell now. Ring the bell now. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. <laughs> I think. Um, oh, it's, all, it's all speculation, Judge. But um, you know he, this Partey thing. Uh, I think he's probably negotiated himself a better deal with the club he's at through linking himself oh, to Arsenal. But the fact that we're looking at alternatives to him, I think, aren't we? What's the name of that Leon midfielder, Judge? Can you pronounce his name? Hussiem. What's it, Aurora? Aurora. I don't know how you say it? Yeah, well, I think I, I think he's come. I think he's come out and publicly stated that he doesn't want to leave Leon this year. He wants to go and play for Juventus. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. We we'll, we'll see. We'll, what we'll see what happens. Season, Look, we're two weeks away from the start. We don't need any of these guys because um, we have Moel Nenny. Exactly, the return of the Egyptian <laughs> prince, yeah. and what a goal last night! What a El, goal! Nenny won't cost us fifty million quid. Yeah, do you know what, right? I would love, I would love, I would love to see him come in and just like totally, I know it's not going to happen, but I'd love for him to come in and be a massive answer to all our problems. I love it. I love El Nenny. I love it. like when Coquelin came back, and but like twice as good. That, uh, the grief that fella has taken from our fan base, he came in for five million pounds. Yeah, I think it's a bargain. A bargain. And 30,000 30, a week yeah. or something like that, which is, I think he's still on 30,000 yeah, a week. He's done, yeah. he's done bloody well for us, you know what I mean, considering that. No, not, not five million me. pounds. Got, got himself a goal at the new camp and scored a screamer last night at MK Don Stadium. I mean, I mean, he's messy. Lionel Messi has never scored against Barcelona and MK Dons. Absolutely. So, <laughs> that, you know, can say that. Absolutely. I'll, We're I'll gonna leave on, on Lionel Messi, we'd have to sell the stadium to buy him. But, <laughs> but you, know, you know, you know what's going to happen, don't you? I think the Barcelona border are going to go, and they? That's that's what's going to happen. It's, it's 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 you know, there's a saying that no player is bigger than a club. Well, well he you, is. you had to say one player was bigger than the club, you'd say Messi, wouldn't you? He's so, Mosque yeah. L Club. He's really do you really want club. Messi though, like do you really want him a lot? But this this is well, a little bit of his character. He's been fantastic with Barcelona. Just as soon as they have a little rough spot, he wants out. Just imagine just imagine the way the way I was looking at it last night when I, I was I was thinking about it. Imagine the money he would make this football club. Oh, well, unbelievable. the shirts we sell with his name on the back. Yeah, Imagine but then, the endorsements. But that... Yeah, but it's the endorsements he will bring across with him. That, I mean, Adidas, I think I read a report there that Adidas, didn't Adidas. Oh, I was reading, I was reading something there that's Adidas paid. Oh, I'm going to have to tweet it out later. I read a report there. So the man is so big that Adidas paid out multiple millions of pounds just to get the, just to. It was something to do with his boots or something. Michael Jordan is jealous of his pulling power from a commercial standpoint. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It was all his commercial pulling power and his wages. I think he's on a million pound a week. You know that? Yeah. Only, Lee, I'm going to say this, judges, only an Arsenal fan would turn down Lionel Messi. <laughs> 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 only Arsenal fan well, would turn down Lionel listen, Messi. Listen, I've never, I've never turned down Lionel Messi. Yeah. Like, if, he, if he was coming Arsenal, everybody would be happy with it because he is a fantastic footballer. But what I'm saying about Lionel Messi is that he's had it all his own way. We've been in some fantastic teams for a very, very long while. But as soon as it gets a bit rough over there, 
one bad season, uh, he, he wants no, out. And I, I question that. I question yeah. that. Yeah, it's a good point. I question is. It is a good point. I think realistically, if he's, I think realistically, if he's coming to the Premier League, he's only going to one team. There's only one team I think that could. Of course, is. Of course, is. We know that. Manchester Manchester City. So, uh, what do you think, Ronald Koeman's thinking? Going there as manager and loses Messi. That'd be unbelievable, wouldn't it? Unbelievable. First, first thing to happen to him. Um, this comes in from Mike Hertz. Thank you very much, Mike. Well done, Mike. No no question, (laughs) Ben. No question, gents, because I'm afraid of Lee calling it a stupid question, laughing out loud. Just want to show my spot. Was it our podcast that that first made its way? That the, the, that's a stupid yeah, question. Yeah. I, yeah. I believe I that was he said, yeah. yeah, he said it. He said it a couple of times here as well. I think without without uh, without saying, yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, this well, is, is you know one, one reason not to sign Messi. Is no three teams are going to pull. Yeah. <laughs> three teams, I think, <laughs> Yeah, he's right. No resale value. He's not going to be worth it. But uh, there's only three teams that can afford Lionel Messi. And that Who's is obviously... Juventus, PSG. 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 No, PSG. I was going to say Sutton United. Chelsea Imagine if he went to Juventus. Ronaldo and Juventus. Oh. Uh, Ronaldo and Messi in the same team. Imagine that. Just for one year. Oh. Speak, one can year I ask a question? Speak, speaking of dream teams... I'm where the hell is Dan Potts today? Dan is, I mean, he's talk about tonight. leaving when the going gets rough. He knew I was coming on. He couldn't, <laughs> well, that's he couldn't probably why. He was, he was probably, he was probably afraid, mate, to be honest with Could, you. If you're couldn't pussy. be ours to show up. I got to tell you a funny yeah. story about Dan. Do you have a minute? Yeah, this, go for it. Okay. So I forgot what game it was. It was early right after the restart. And a bunch of us who are in a WhatsApp chat together, uh, we, we were on a Zoom watching the game as people tend to do these days. Um, and one of the people on the Zoom, and I won't I won't give her name away, uh, but at least a couple of you know her, um, she was so ass on red wine and God knows what else. She's dancing around during the game. She's God, at halftime. No, no, she, no, no, she's no, straight away. She's running around and just being fucking, I'm uh, sorry, just being hilarious the entire time. And at one point, she, you can see her leaning into the camera and squinting. And, and she goes, Oh Dan, is that your wife? She's gorgeous, and every, everyone on the call starts just absolutely dying and dying. And she's like, "What's her name?" And and Dan's like, "Her name is Steve, and she's my father." <laughs> <laughs> it was it was his dad, Steve, who who by the way seems like a lovely guy, and uh, and who we now call uh, his dad wife. And um, God, that was, I mean, that was probably the, the hardest I've laughed in the, you know, since the coronavirus started, but, uh, and a special shout out since Dan is in here, a special shout out to his sister. Dan's a know. great man. Uh, you need to be looking forward to Dan's, uh, Dan will be doing his new show as well. Um, this season, Graham, he's doing something with Graham. Yeah. We won't say too much about it because um, mm. like, like we've all. That's, that's if, uh, that's if um, uh, Dan can get a word in. I, I, I love Dan almost as much Dan, as his sister loves me. Danny's doing. Um, Danny's doing. Oh, uh, oh. Danny's doing his own thing. Um, he doesn't have to come to me. I've already told him that Dan has the full power. Uh, the full power. power to do as as he wants. He never has. He never has to put anything past me. Um, so Dan will be bringing. He's done really, really well last season with the Pots preview, so I believe that he wants to take it to the next level. So we are next season. We're going to be bringing you three shows a week, lads. Um, the Monday night podcast, 
Then on Tuesday, I think, I believe it's going to be Tuesday nights, um, the same old Arsenal USA in USA time, um, which makes a bit of sense. Uh, and then I believe uh, it's either a Wednesday or a Friday. Friday. Uh, Friday. Friday, Friday um, you'll have Dan um, on. So three, three shows a week. Uh, next. extenders. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going to leave it there. We're going to we're going to uh, leave it there. It's been fantastic. Remember, um, if you're watching this evening, if we could all donate a pound um, to the link, I'm going to put links uh, directly below www.gunasversuscancer.com. If we all donated just a pound, um, we'd make a massive difference um, to Mike's charity. Charity Pretty Shield. Good. Talking to Charity, Charity yeah. Shield um, at the weekend, uh, Liverpool. We'll do a quick fire um, uh, result prediction. Graham, go. Um, well, I can't do a quick one. I, 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 I will say, <laughs> <laughs> at least he knows his limitations. <laughs> ask, ask, ask my wife. On that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she um, loves him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a quick one on anything, Judge, can I? Um, <laughs> can I just say... Hurry up, I've got my bloody dinner yet. Come on, I'll, 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 I've just got to... Come on, hurry up. He's got, he's got chicken <laughs> you never, waiting you for him. You never get a word in, Judge, when you're on this pod, you know that. Um, look, um, for, Craig, first of all, has everyone smashed that like button tonight? That's, that's uh, I don't think so. I, do I think we've only got 81 so if we can yeah come on let's let's get the likes up please thank you very much indeed that would be great here yeah. now charity shield craig um I, I you know i've got to go arsenal win and i so we, we've got a great record in the chair in the charity shield so i'm gonna say we're gonna nick it 2-1 lovely judge 3-1 liverpool too good for us oh what too good for us. We beat them four weeks ago. <laughs> anyway, I think, I think it depends. Listen, I think it depends. We're weaker. We're weaker than what we was last season. Okay. I think it depends. What, I think it depends what team we put out, what team Liverpool put out, doesn't it? Yeah. We don't. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what. Yeah, that, that, does help. that does help, that, Graham. Yeah, that does help. Yeah. Mike, five four Arsenal in penalties. Oh, I like that. I'm going to go 2 1 Arsenal. A Bamiyang 87th minute winner. Overhead kick. Runs to the touchline. Gets out a clipboard and a pen. <laughs> goes over to the camera and goes, Sign the ting. Done. Dusty. I used to say something like when Alexis, before he turned into an absolute wanker, I used to say at, the, at halftime, just like instead of going into the dressing room, just pull out wheelbarrows full of cash, bring them onto the pitch, and be like, "Here you go, it's all yours." I've yeah, got to love the way, I think got, that would have worked. I got to love the way the people started doing the GoFundMe though for the for for, for the for the wages. Absolutely brilliant. I love this fan base. I really do. I mean, we've got people sending Lionel Messi. DMs on Twitter on why he should come to Arsenal. What a fan base! I love it. Oh, the, um, me the memes about us get, uh, showing up at Barcelona headquarters with the eight yeah, million yeah. quid. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant! Uh, what yeah. a fan base! Uh, a pleasure to be involved. Thank you very much for you all watching us live. Uh, Two hundred and thirty-six of you 
um, I hear. Thank you very much indeed. It's a, a, a very, very humbling. I can see someone over my shoulder here. Um, <laughs> if I move this way. <laughs> hey. Oh, yeah. Who's Bobby. that? Bobby. Come on. Come and say hello to everyone. It's Bobby Perez. This is my boy, Bobby, in his cork jersey. Hey, Bobby. Oh, look at that. Hi. 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 Hello. How are we? All right. We're going to leave it there. Um, thanks for everyone. Let's hope for a positive result um, in the charity shield. Not too, not too sure if we're going to meet up on Monday to talk about it. We'll have a little discussion there um, over the weekend. Um, I'm sure we'll do. We, we might do something. Um, Bank holiday Monday, mate, isn't it? Bank holiday, yeah. So I'm sure we'll, we'll do. I'm sure we'll we'll get together. We'll do something um, if we can get a crew together. Um, if we're not doing uh, anything, um, again, thanks for thanks for the support. Remember to support Gunas versus Cancer. Uh, my thanks to Graham. Thank you very much, mate. Privilege as always, Craig. Thanks a lot. My thanks to the judge as always. My ants to my deck. My laurel to my Hardy. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you. Enjoyed it. And of course, uh, our special guest all the way from America this evening, um, and the founder of Gunas versus uh, Gunas versus Cancer, a massive, massively good ch uh, charity. If we could all, if we could all. Uh, um, if we could all help him along his way, it would, it would mean it would mean a lot to me and a lot, a lot to us all at the same old Arsenal. Uh, and I'm sure it would mean a lot to him. Uh, Mike, thanks very much for joining us, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Um, it's been too long, actually. You, we're going to have to we, we're going to have to do something um, next season. Um, and, that, and that goes in reverse as well. We're, we're, absolutely, we're, it's been it's we'll been far too long, mate. Yeah, That's absolutely. Take care, buddy. It's it's uh, it's much much appreciated what you do, and your show continues to be fantastic. Thank you very much, mate. Until we see you all again, let's hope for a positive result. Uh, and we'll see you all next week. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.